Thanks, Jaspreet, for being part of this. It's a pleasure to have you. It's 11 years in the making, so what seems like an overnight success is something that started a long time back in 2008. So take us back, firstly, to the, to the starting years. Uh, when you started up, mm -hmm. and you, of course, had a background in this, and you'd come from Veritas and so on, were, was there conclusive conviction in your head that this is what I want to build, and this is why the world will react to it, make it into a successful product, or was this a journey of discovery that we'll see where it goes? So thank you, first of all. Drua journey is more the latter than the former. Um, they, they, there was a sense of vision, there was a sense of purpose. Um, when I started Drua, I actually wasn't even the CEO. I was a founding engineer. Uh, one day I was told I should be the CEO. Um, we were three co-founders and a third co-founder had ALS, uh, more or less, so he had to retire pretty early. Uh, <coughs> So we, we, we had to understood what you're building. Uh, we had a strong sense of uh, desire to build a, a product in the area we really are, data management. We're passionate about it. That said, we hadn't figured out how the path forward looks like. We had to discover a path as we build along, had multiple pivots, um, and, and figure it out. And, and in the moment of these pivots that were happening, were, were, there, were there material pivots according to you, according to the market, according to the consumers, or were these pivots that were necessary because the previous one wasn't working? So there were pivots not so much around the business model we were in wasn't any good. The pivots were more a response to a faster growing part of the market. <clears throat> so first pivot was uh, we understood that to be a, a tech company in India, um, you know, we took a route of saying that door-to-door -door selling, enterprise selling isn't viable model. Uh, each customer needs six months of my time. I can't, you know, do that. Uh, so we must build a sort of an internet distribution-oriented company, still selling tech. Uh, that was a sort of first major pivot to to become from a, uh, a uh, building a, a financial services tech software going into a internet downloadable software. Same value, but uh, very different routes to market. Second pivot was sort of a personal pivot to to think about, uh, you know, how do I um, build a thing global. Uh, we were actually fortunate, in a way, to not uh, break into the India market. Mm. Uh, I think India market at that time, at least, had still had uh, somewhat um, a mindset, good or bad, about uh, services. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> we were fortunate to not uh, break into the India market. We did not succeed here, which means we completely got traction from the global market. So, second pivot was a personal pivot to sort of go to a completely different country I've never been to understand how to build team, how to meet investors, how to understood there were subtleties of differences. My point being from subtle differences to life differences to building an org to building a company, there were differences which you had to cope with. Uh, that was the second major pivot and the, uh, there was no norm of how do you build a company, how do you run your finances, how do you get funded, how the structure works, how would the communication between engineering and product works, how will the sales team talk to uh, engineering team and there were no norms there. So we had to reinvent all those norms uh, as we build a sort of a, a cross-border company, right? The third major pivot was um, more around, you know, we had a good business, but we saw cloud in a massively major disruptor. Um, we believe there are like three or four massive disruptors in the industry. Um, one being, the first one being software, right? Uh, second one being internet, third one being cloud, and fourth one being potentially AI, right? Uh, or maybe we'll, we'll see how it shapes up. If we, if we talk to a, the CEO of Domino's, he will say he's a software company because it's not about making pizza, it's about delivering, you know, in matter of time. If we talk to the owner, uh, the CEO of United, he would say they're not an airline company, they're an internet company. It's not, they only make 69 cents of profit 
for a flight ticket between San Fran to New York. So it's all about optimizing the routes and code sharing, right? Um, so in this mindset, cloud is a massively big, big pivot and we are in our minds year seven of a 30 year pivot, right? So uh, how do we, we, we thought we had to redo the entire company to think about a SaaS and a cloud company and almost let go customers. Uh, so we let go a lot of revenue in customers and restarted the company all over again 2013. Let's go to the third pivot, which was the big transformation you saw visibly happening cloud. Uh, and you mentioned that the company had to change. I'm using the, the internal architecture had to change. You had to say no to a lot of customers coming in. Was that a hard time or was, was there like this irrational conviction that this is, we can see it happening. So now whatever we do towards it is the right thing to do and there's no love lost. Yeah, the, the aha moment there was uh, more on the lines of cloud is not a technology. It is not. It, it is not a technology shift. It's a business shift, right? You, software defined data center was technology shift, right? Or OpenStack was, or, 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 or any of those technologies were. Cloud is simply, um, you know, a, a, a mindset that I must sell you as a customer, a service you want, at a single price point you want, anywhere in the globe, without you trying to understand how it came to fruition. That's it, awesome. right? Um, I'm not sure what the equivalent of that would be in, uh, so when, when that came to our mind, that it's a business transformation, not a technology transformation, the light bulbs came off that, hey, oh my God, so cloud is a way that people will forget how they manage data. They will only focus on how they drive value, right? It's a massive shift in, in business thinking, and you could clearly see the competition getting stuck in private cloud, public cloud, hybrid cloud, multi-cloud, but not really adding value to customer to build a radically simple approach to solving business problem. Second thing came to us is that, uh, I'm not sure the right equivalent word in India is the, 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 the whole store in the US called Home Depot. Yeah. You buy and you know, whenever a wife wants something fixed, she sends it to Home Depot. You buy plumbing things, you buy gardening, you come and fix your home, right? So we felt Amazon is applying a Walmart.com or a Home Depot model to IT, mm -hmm. right? And they want more and more companies to do DIY, right? They want you to build on AWS. They want to sell you all these tool chains and APIs and, and value props to, uh, to, to say, hey, come to Home Depot, come to Walmart.com, see what you like and build it yourself, right? Versus trying to get SAP consultants and trying to get a whole bunch of people, right? But then it occurred to us that that's a complete major shift in IT, right? But also the IT will lead general contractors, right? The IT will lead people who would take the entire stack and build ready-made solutions to them to consume immediately, right? So, uh, and with that mindset, we felt, you know, this is a great opportunity that the enterprise stack will change, business mindset will change, how they consume technology, and Druva will play a great role because at the core of all this transformation is data. Data has to transform massively. And, and how long did this pivot take? Like, when you, when you came to that conclusion, and of course as a CEO, then you started making those active changes and the machine just started working and working and working. At what point of time did you say, you know what, now it's quote unquote automated where the flywheel takes care of itself and now we just have to dig deep into the operations. Was there a moment like that or is this work in progress always? I think the first mistake we made immediately when we have a realization, oh, we could be a great company if we go this path, we started to say, let's try to be a cloud company also. So we started building a cloud software while still building a software. I still remember a meeting with uh, I think Sequoia Capital, Doug Leone once, and uh, we, we pitched him the entire stack, we pitched him everything, and he, and he said, you know, he pretty much told us that you're, you know, quit wasting your time, in, in many words, like quit wasting your time 
trying to be everything, right? Uh, if if you have a model which works and you want to go into it, just just go dive deep into it, right? Um, so we realized and we had to undo a lot of revenue, a lot of customers, but uh, it took a year to build the product. It took a uh, some time to uh, to really understand the business motion. And and do you still? I, I recognize you 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 made a statement which kind of shocked Rajan, where you said that the. India's only true advantage is the cultural advantage, but there is no cost advantage anymore, which is what people would like to believe and so on. Uh, and maybe this is a, a hard question and uh, an unpopular answer. Now that you're in the US and you recognize that that is the biggest market for Drua, uh, do you still see value in having a setup where you're making in India and selling globally? Or do you see that there is fundamentally a productivity and efficiency gain if you were to set up operations maybe in the US or some other place? I think situations we face in life are unique to you, right? So, um, if I do it again, so I think Rajan would benefit from uh, VC's benefit by paying you less, but you dilute the same. You dilute the same. So, for an entrepreneur, it doesn't make sense, right? It, it doesn't matter. You can always earn a million dollar more and hire five more engineers or, or, or right? Uh, but, um, the benefit of a, a, a sales machine next to an engineering machine is is, in, is, is impossible to break. Yeah, it is. I think uh, the situations you face, you face and you have to resolve through them, but an engineering team sitting next to a sales team is magic. Fantastic. Let's, uh, let's shift gears to uh, the future. Uh, you're clearly on path of, of a successful IPO and, and inshallah that will happen sooner than, than you expect. Is that getting you to now think of the company in a very different way? So, um, no public listed company has a, a lot more uh, to it than uh, so predictability and, and efficiency is core. But then, then there are multiple governance and compliance and stuff like that, right? All Driva should focus on, or I should focus on, is the discipline to be ready, right? Whether we we go public, when do we go public? You know, if if Donald Trump signs a deal with China, it could happen. If not, everybody's waiting for the next couple of years, right? So the market timing you can never never trust. Uh, there's also a situation in, in, in life where uh, never ever in the past pension funds and hedge funds have put money in private companies, right? Forget the the venture community, but uh, a lot of uh, very traditional, uh, you know, almost bond-like uh, people who expected a bond-like return are putting money in in venture, right? Uh, late st early uh, late stage late venture or pre-IP companies. So these two are creating an interesting dynamics. All Driva should focus on is the discipline to be ready, to, to, to be able to choose an outcome depending on how the market behaves. Uh, if you're not ready, then, then it's, it's upon us. So that's my focus, to be, to be disciplined and to be ready for, for the right outcome. And, and Towards preparing for, for an IPO, there is, uh, of course, a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, is there also a critical decision around whether one should IPO or not, uh, which is led by the fact that there is enough private placement that's happening and maybe the primary investment is happening pre-IPO and the IPO is only for secondary. So one, the decision of whether a company needs to go IPO or not, when does that happen and when did it happen for Drua if at all it has? And second is when you do go through this journey, uh, are, there, are there checks and balances that you keep in place to say that are you still ready or not? Are you still ready or not? <coughs> it's a good question. First of all, you have to understand 
how the market is timing, right? The political setup uh, and all. So these multiple factors come into picture. Awesome, great. On that note, thank you so much, Jaspreet. All the best for Zuba and the journey ahead. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. With this, we come to an end of yet another episode, Building It Up with Berthelsmann. This season, we've also created the video output of all our podcasts, which you can now check and access on Facebook. But we're also live on iTunes, on Spotify, on Savan, on SoundCloud. So please subscribe, join in, and stay tuned for the next episode of Building It Up with Wilson. This is Ankur Variku, your host, signing off. See you all. <laughs>